Hello, I'm Emilie Bellet, founder of Vestpod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich, and you're listening to The Wallet. Every week we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. My guest today on this Hotline episode is Felicity Holloway, home buying expert and senior manager of mortgage operations at Moneybox. And according to their recent research, 4 in 10 found buying a home to be one of the most stressful life events they've experienced. 55% of those polled said their most recent house purchase was more stressful than they thought it would be. In this episode, I asked Felicity to give me her top tips on how to best prepare the home buying process and how to overcome the most stressful aspect of buying a home. We also discuss current market conditions, the impact of inflation and interest rate increases, as well as how to save for a deposit in a cost of living crisis. The stress of buying a house can feel overwhelming and very time-consuming. There are so many things to consider, and you definitely don't want to miss anything or get it wrong. Moneybox have helped hundreds of thousands save for their first homes with their market-leading lifetime ISA. You'll also be relieved to find out that Moneybox now offer a free mortgage advice service that supports you from your first steps to your doorstep. They cover everything from finding and securing the right mortgage, all the way until your completion. A dedicated case manager will help you manage all the admin between solicitors, lenders and estate agents, making your home buying experience all the more stress-free. Please note your home could be repossessed if you do not keep up repayment on your mortgage. A government LISA withdrawal charge may apply. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. I was just reading your recent research uh, about home buying and, and how stressful the process can be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and looking at, you know, the most stressful things when buying a home are solicitors not getting back to you, 28%, the sheer amount of admin, 28%, yeah. and finding a house you like and you can actually afford 24%. Can you give me a few broad tips on how best can anyone prepare for the home buying process and how to overcome this like very stressful aspect of buying a home? Yeah, of course. Um, so, I mean, we could go on forever with the tips um, to be as unstressed as possible, but I've hopefully got a few that will help people out. So firstly, I would recommend that you get as informed as you possibly can on the full end-to-end -end process of buying a home. So to start with, what are the best savings accounts that you should use to save for your deposit? Does your credit score look good? You can check your score online um, and make sure that super early on in the process, you know exactly what to expect from that perspective. Are there any quirks in your income that you need to check out with your mortgage broker before you even start looking? Do you understand a little bit about how the legal or conveyancing process works, why you need a solicitor, etc., and what they're going to do for you, and I guess ultimately what you're paying for? Um, are you going to get a survey or evaluation when you found a home that you like to look at the property's condition um, and which type are you going to choose um, based on what they include, etc., etc.? Which I know sounds like a lot. Um, and this is only tip number one. Um, <laughs> but here at Moneybox, we do have lots and lots of blog posts, actually, which you can um, read in our app or on our website that help you to start getting really clued up on these things. I think knowledge is really power and the more you know about what's likely to happen throughout the process, I think the less stressed you will be. Um, next, I think it's really important to work out very early on exactly how much you need to save. 
so that you can set some very clear goals um, that you feel are attainable and that you can stick to. Um, and also make sure you know about the fees involved, which we're going to talk about, I think, a little bit later on. And then finally, when you're getting ready or gearing up to buy, I think it's important to find yourself a really good broker. Um, and it should be someone who's got plenty of experience. Um, they have access to as many lenders on the market as possible. And most importantly, someone that you feel very comfortable with, like someone that you can ask questions um, of without feeling silly or someone that doesn't use lots of jargon that you don't know what means because you're going to be with your broker and hopefully you'll choose a broker like us who's got case managers you're going to be with them for a good three to four months so I think it's super important you get along well with them I think when you choose a broker choosing with case managers is really important and the reason for that is that the things that you just mentioned that are the most stressful parts the admin the solicitors getting back to you a case manager will take that stress away from you. So our case managers will join you once your mortgage application is submitted and you'll get one, like from once the app submitted until you complete. They'll chase the lender um, to get the offer issued for you as soon as possible. If the lender asks for any extra information, they'll get it for you, upload it to the, to the portal of the lender, etc., etc. And then once your offer is issued, there's actually quite a lot of work that I think lots of first-time buyers don't know like goes into that next stage where the solicitors all the searches and inquiries on the property to make sure that the deeds are intact like that they do lots of different inquiries but the case manager will chase that through make sure the solicitor gets that done really quickly for you push for an exchange date and a completion date and ultimately get you into the property as soon as possible or not if you've got a delay then they'll work with you to make sure that it's a completion date that's right for you. You also found out in your research that six in 10 homeowners admit they were whinging it and felt mm -hmm. underprepared when they bought their first home. And as a result, half were caught out by something they wish they'd done differently. So a lot in the preparation. And the third were actually left out of pocket. Um, so how much, if we take a step back, how much can anyone borrow or should borrow? And how much should they save without, of course, giving advice, but maybe guidelines on, on finding the right numbers for you? Yeah. So with regards to how much you can borrow, I guess let's tackle that one first. It obviously depends on your individual circumstances. Um, you and the listeners have probably heard a lot about like four or five times your income, but actually it's a little bit more detailed than that. And it's different for every mortgage lender. So they'll take into account your annual income from employment or self-employment and then take off any regular outgoings such as loan repayments, credit card balances and childcare. Um, I think if you're looking for a rough estimate, if you're early on in the process, you can use an online mortgage calculator or a mortgage in principle, which takes a little bit more detail into consideration. Um, with us, neither of those do a credit search. So it's quite helpful to do those early on so that you can really start to like have that number in mind, not look at properties that are out of your reach because there's nothing worse than getting emotionally attached to property that you can't <laughs> afford. Um, and then obviously you can take that step back and work out exactly how much you're going to need to save for the deposit. Um, the minimum deposit that you need to save for a mortgage in the UK is 5% um, of the value of the property. Although the more deposit you have, in general, the lower the interest rate is going to be on the mortgage and the lower the interest rate, that means the lower your monthly payments. Um, and equally, it can be sometimes slightly easier to get a mortgage if you have a higher deposit, because from the lender's perspective, you've saved more. So you're, you're a better bet, I guess. 
Um, that's not to say that having 5% is wrong or, or there's anything wrong with that. You won't be able to get a mortgage. It's just the more you've got, I guess, the more backup you've got if anything goes wrong during that process, like we just said, these hidden costs that you might not have thought about. And can you talk a little bit about the, the impact of inflation, the interest rate increase on, on buying a home and getting mortgage? Because I think people feel it's pretty uncertain at the moment that, you know, interest rates are going to go up, their mortgages, you know, the, the price of their mortgage will go, will go up and they will be potentially unable to make their, you know, their monthly uh, payments. Sure. So when interest rates go up, so obviously the impact of inflation can mean that interest rates also go up. When interest rates do go up, as you've correctly said, mortgages do become more expensive as the interest rate that's charged on the mortgage will also go up. Um, and then as it's more costly to borrow, demand could increase, which may in time cause house prices to drop. In theory, it hasn't happened here yet. There doesn't seem to be any impact on the values of property right now. Um, but as we all know, there has been a couple of um, Bank of England base rate rises, which has obviously had a knock-on effect um, for mortgage rates. However, it hasn't been that black and white. So it's not as if the base rate's gone up by half a percent, for example, and automatically all banks have put their mortgage interest rates also up by half a percent. At the end of the day, they have to stay competitive with each other. There's so many of these banks and building societies on the market who want to sell mortgages at the end of the day. So yes, in general, once the base rate goes up, we do see a rise in interest rates from the lenders, but then it tends to even out a little bit. And they are, you know, I'm not going to say they, they haven't gone up, but they certainly haven't gone up exactly in line with the base rate. We're not finding that our customers are really, really struggling. Like they may have done like a mortgage in principle with us six months ago, And it's not now that it's unaffordable for them. It's just slightly more expensive on the monthly payments. But I, th I think you also mentioned people being worried that they are unable to afford the mortgage long term. That kind of also ties in with the question around the cost of living crisis. And is yeah. it harder to get a mortgage? Maybe it will become slightly harder to get a mortgage because lenders will need to take into account things like food and fuel prices going up. But long term for first time buyers, that's probably a good thing because it means that people aren't going to be lent money out for mortgages that they can't afford to pay back. Right. So it's responsible lending. It's taking into account the cost of living at that time that the mortgage is being lent to make sure that over the next few years, if things were to change, I guess it's like a bit like stress testing. Right. So you've saved up this deposit, which looks good in itself. You've managed to save money on the side of living so therefore ultimately you should probably be able to afford a mortgage but if if it feels like lenders are getting a little bit tighter on the lending policy it's probably a good thing because we want to make sure that if you're being sold a mortgage that you can definitely afford to pay that for the for the term of that mortgage right you don't want to take out something and be lumbered with something that you can't afford to pay back thank you very much and can you talk a little bit about where are house prices at the moment and the market? Because a question we often get is, is it the right time to buy? <laughs> That's a really difficult question to answer, the is it the right time to buy question. Um, it still seems like the market is really buoyant. Um, we recently had our busiest ever month week, actually, for mortgage applications here at Moneybox. So Whoa. we don't think that things seem to be slowing down. I think... With the housing market, if people have saved a deposit and they want to buy a house, even if the mortgage becomes slightly more expensive, 
in our experience, they'll just save for a couple more months, like get a bit more money and they're still ready. Like once you've made that decision, I think most first time buyers are pretty set on the decision. And equally the same with someone who's buying their next home, right? If they have outgrown their property and they've saved some money and they've got equity in their home, they're going to want to buy regardless. So as it stands, the property prices don't seem to have been negatively impacted um, by this current cost of living crisis. And you mentioned earlier um, to keep an eye on the fees uh, when you look for you know, a, a new mortgage and, and actually negotiate your mortgage. Can you talk about the costs and fees involved in the process? Yes, of course. Um, like I said, there's quite a few. Um, in addition to your deposit, which you'll need to have saved up and have accessible, ready for when you start looking at properties, you also need to consider things like, is there going to be stamp duty to pay on your purchase? Um, whether you're a first-time buyer or a next-time buyer, it's worth having a look at some online calculators and just double-checking how much is it, is it applicable to me and how much is it going to be, and work that out. Um, you need to set um, some money aside for fees that might come attached to your mortgage product. So, for example, um, lots of mortgage products have what's called a product fee. Um, in general, ones with a product fee mean they'll be the most competitive rates. So we've talked a little about, about interest rates and how that impacts how much you pay back every month. So lots of lenders will have products that have a slightly higher rate and no fee or a slightly lower rate and a higher fee. What's probably more important than that is what's most cost effective for you. And our brokers would work that out for you, but it's worth having some money set aside just in case the product that's right for you does have a fee attached to it. Um, also, you'll need to think about a valuation fee. So most lenders will charge a fee to go out and value the property. And that's for their valuation, just to make sure that they feel that the property is fit to lend out you the, you the money out on. But equally, if you're buying a slightly older property, you might want a little bit more peace of mind yourself and you might need to set aside some extra money to have a more in-depth survey. Um, things like damp reports, etc., just to make sure that you're not saddling yourself with something that's going to cost you lots more money further down the line. Um, and then you'll also need to have a really good idea about how much your conveyancing and solicitor fees are going to be. Um, this can be a fairly chunky outlay, um, so it's a really good idea to know as early on in the process as possible roughly how much that's going to cost. Um, actually, here at Moneybox, um, for our customers, we give out quotes really early on in the process, um, just so that our customers have a little bit of an idea about how much extra they might need to have on top of their deposit for that. And then also, this might sound a little bit silly, but it's a good idea to even think about things like your removal van fees and like the cost of actually moving house, I think is this massive like forgotten cost, as well as things like your, you've saved up, right, for this dream home. You're probably going to want to buy some furniture, some, you know, some nice accessories, new lamps, etc. So I think that's also a bit of a hidden, a hidden cost that you you probably don't think about how much you actually might want to spend on all these nice to have things that really do turn into your dream home. And finally, again, a very tricky question for you. Is buying a home um, a good investment? And, and maybe just if you could give me the, the pros and cons of, of buying a home versus maybe making other, other investments. Yes, of course. So obviously, like you said, it's a tricky one to answer. Um, historically, property has always been seen as a sound investment. Um, but no one can predict the future and there's so many factors that influence whether any individual property is a good investment or not, right? 
Um, obviously here at Moneybox, our mission is to help people build wealth with confidence wherever their starting point um, is. And for some people, owning a home is a really big part of that journey. But for others, it's less of a priority. So if I'm honest, in my experience, first-time buyers in particular are much more concerned about not making a bad investment as opposed to, is it a really good investment? And ultimately, if owning a home is a dream of yours and having somewhere to live that feels like truly yours and putting down those roots, if that's really important to you as a person, then that's probably the most important thing to think about as opposed to, is it a good or bad investment? Um, and I guess in all of my experience, most of our customers and the people I've dealt with over the years, that's what's important to them is getting this home and it's something that's theirs. Thank you so much, Felicity. Do you have one final tip for people uh, listening to this episode? Um, I guess a, a bit of a plug is that I would use Moneybox. <laughs> um, I, would, I would download the Moneybox app um, or go to moneybox.com, our website, um, and have a look around. Um, we have many tips on there, uh, generic tips for like top 10 things to think about and what are the fees, etc. But equally, we have um, our LISA um, product, which um, is the lifetime ISA. And I think that's worth considering for anyone who's a first-time buyer. Um, it's an account where you can save towards your first home or towards your retirement. Um, and once you've saved up the deposit, um, the government will give you a 25% bonus on top of what you've already saved to go towards your first home, um, which is pretty amazing, right? Free money. Um, so if that seems like something that's right for you, I'd explore that further. And then equally, my side of Moneybox, the mortgages is a free mortgage service. Um, Well, we'll talk to customers really early on in their journey and help them with tips and like answer their questions. Like everyone's got lots of burning questions about, I'm at the beginning, what should I do? We're super help, happy to help with that kind of question as we know it's like, that's the worst part, right? That beginning, like, oh, I think I'm ready to buy, but what does that mean? Um, so we're very happy to answer those. And then we have a really amazing experienced team of brokers. And like I talked about before, we then have our case managers as well, who are the ones that, do a lot of the legwork and like really take that stress out of home buying for you. And please listen to the top tip from Lucia, 27, who lives in Bristol. As a solo first time buyer, my main challenge was how much could I afford to borrow in today's market? I knew I wanted a two to three bed house to fully benefit from being a first time buyer, e.g. no stamp duty up to 300k and a five year fixed mortgage. My top tip for aspiring homeowners would be increase your income as much as possible so you can borrow more. Every 1k annual increase in salary is 4.5 to 5.5k in a mortgage application. And with the job market currently booming, it is easy to move to another company for more money to do the same job. Don't be afraid to explore your options and see what opportunities are out there. And now you have a second tip from Michael, who's 31 and lives in Devon. The biggest challenge is trying to save such a large amount for a deposit because it can seem very daunting at first. So my tip for anyone who's trying to save for a house is start saving little and often and get in the mindset of putting money away. Um, you, there are so many apps that can help you do this and or you can do it yourself just save little and often and that will help you towards your goal thank you so much for listening to this episode of the wallet be sure to share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform 
please also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet with Editor-in-Chief of Money Week and a columnist for the Financial Times, Marin Somerset-Webb. We will chat about shareholder activism.